0: The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that... The park was closing in like 15 minutes.
1: Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful V.C. turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few!
2: Drive the Nissan Rogue.
1: for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
2: What's up, family? I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And I'm
3: My Sonny General.
2: Welcome to Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the streets, streets and politics meet. It's a new year, but yes, a lot is. of the same things same happening. I saw a meme that had me like crying the other day that said that 2020 went home, put a wig on and came back as 2021, <laughs> like a little different. We look a little Ooh, different, but ain't much. Man, listen. In fact, it's like a turn up.
3: Yeah, it's like 2020 went home and worked out. Got a <laughs> yeah, little got steroids. A, got a
2: little, got pumped Cause, up. Because if you, you
3: think about 2020, it didn't start off. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, midway through it, she was like, oh, this this is different. Yeah,
2: no, not midway. Not midway. About a little, three like a quarter, months, in. a quarter
3: through. yeah, yeah quarter through, you
2: through you it. Like, Yo. And I mean, the sad part about um, the continuation of the craziness that we went through in 2020 is that this pandemic continues to, to take lives, to claim people, yeah. Um, I think that now we're seeing that each day, something like 4,000 people are dying. And that's, you know, very significant. And we know, first of all, we don't want to see anyone die, especially from um, a virus that has hit our communities and just hit the world in the way in which it has. But we know for sure that Black and brown people are in those numbers and that many people within our communities are impacted. And the thing I, I think that is so troubling about how the coronavirus or COVID-19 operates is that even though, yeah, you know, they close restaurants and try to close uh, the cities in, in certain ways, whenever a person does get the, the, the virus and they are around family members and particularly elderly people, or if you are someone who works in the healthcare industry, works at nursing homes and hospitals, and you get it and give it to other people. When folks died, they die two and three people in a family, even more at times. Um, and so it's just really, it's sad that there, there's no, I don't see an end in sight. And I know that the vaccine should be, or is for some people, um, a solution to that. But then we're just looking at how slow it's moving in terms of people getting vaccinated. You have people like us who are very, very challenged with the idea of taking a vaccine, um, so there's so much even with that. So I'm not sure exactly how we will get to a point where we have herd immunity. Maybe that is the next step um, or that we even just feel comfortable enough to can go back to some form of, of normalcy. I don't know what the new norm is.
3: Yeah, I understand. I think for me, man, just looking at the pandemic, looking at COVID-19 and just seeing how it's effect and the way it's spreading. It is it's something like we've never seen. Like I don't even understand it. Like Every right. time you try to understand it and they give you, you know, and I don't think nobody understands it. Right. And I think that's the problem for me. I think that the government is trying to make mandates and trying to shut this down and shut this down or we shouldn't go here we should. And every time it seems like they decide that they shutting something down, it seems like it's getting worse. So it seems like they, they're not really making the proper decisions. They say, we put you in the hospital. First, we need to put you on respirators. No, we don't need to put you on respirators. We don't need to do that. We need to change this. And they don't know what they're doing. and it's, it is, it's like, unfortunately, it's at the expense of people's lives. Absolutely. You know, so we, we're, dealing, we're dealing with something that we don't know where it came from. We don't know if it's man-made. We don't know if it's a virus. We don't know what it is because it, it doesn't have any form. Like one person can have a cold next person is dying in two days. Like
2: Well, and I think that's what makes it so crazy. And like you said, so hard to understand. And even with the respirators and the amount of lives that have been taken based upon incompetence, lack of knowledge, a lot of that has to do with the fact that like people didn't know. Even in the healthcare industry, they didn't know. And so they tried things. Um, that were not ne- not good for our communities. they sent a that's what I mean by incompetence. They sent a lot of people who needed help home. Um, and even in my own personal life right now, I have an uncle who already deals with respiratory issues and he's elderly. And because of the fact that he is you know, looked upon as someone who is not young and healthy, um, there he has COVID right now and he's like on a gurney in a hallway in a hospital in Alabama and not really receiving the type of care that he deserves. Because the hospitals are so crowded that they are unable to give every single person the type of attention that they need. And I'm not trying to make excuses because, first of all, it's my uncle, so I really would like for them to uh, do everything that they can. But at the same time, I understand that once the system is stretched in the way that it is, it's very difficult, especially in America where our healthcare system is already trashed without a pandemic. It's just a really, really bad situation. And it makes me so sad when I travel to places like Atlanta, um, like Miami, and just other cities that I've been in over the last several months. And I see how many young Black people particularly are not wearing masks, um, are out partying and having such a good time. And to your point, it's almost like, well, when they start, shutting down and not being able to go out and and party and do these things, it seems like the death rate goes up. But the argument that I'm constantly making is that they already know that these people are sick by the time they shut it down. So when these folks start dying, they would have been dying anyway. In my, in my, I think so. That's
3: what I'm trying to say. In my opinion, it's just like, when you look at it, every time they say when New York was on the shutdown, before New York was on the shutdown, it was... Couple hundred, hundred here. Then it turned into. as Soon as they shut it down, it was thousands a day.
2: Yeah, but I don't think I like think just, that. That's when I, okay. When we, where look, you go first. we look
3: at L.A. Now we look at thousands a day. Before they would shut it down, like L.A. is probably one of the ma- major big cities to shut down. And now it's thousands a day. But yeah. anyway, we're not doctors, and we don't know. No, we're we we're
2: not it. doctors, and we don't know. But I do think that the problem is that people. We're already sick by the time the state realized it's time to shut it down. And so I don't know. We don't know the solution. We don't know how to deal with it. But what I do know is that young Black people and people just in general across this nation need to realize that it's no longer about individualism. It's not about me and whether or not if I get sick, it's not as bad. I had coronavirus. I had COVID-19 and I was sick for about a week. And I always tell people if I look at it from a scale of one to six, I was probably around a three. But I know that if I had been a five, if I had been anywhere close to that, I don't know if I could make it. Cause there were definitely days when I wasn't sure if it was getting worse and whether or not I have to go to the hospital. So when I think about that, I would never want to inflict something like that on another person, whether I know them or not. I don't want to go into a restaurant, a store or anywhere else, knowing that I have exposed myself or that I'm even infected and go out and give it to other people because not everyone is going to be a three or two or, you know, or be able to get rid of it in a couple of days or get rid of the symptoms in a couple of days. So, you know, we just got to start living as if we're living for a community and not just for a few.
3: Yeah, speaking of Georgia.
2: Speaking of the,
4: Georgia. The
3: elections. Shout out to Warnock and Osof.
2: Warnock and Osof. Yes, that, man. Yes. We well, it but really is shout out to Black women you know what I mean, black who people, organize. Period. No, no, let me. I didn't. Black, people. black women who organize black because people. Black women, no, but in terms of the major voices of those who. Put the resources on the ground, the Latasha Browns, even though you know you got to give Cliff Albright her partner some love too, but he would tell you that Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter was major in terms of organizing. Stacey Abrams, Dewana Thompson, um, Helen Butler, who we've had on the show, these individuals are people who. Um, as black women understood the importance of stopping everything else that's going on in life and focusing on organizing in Georgia, then, of course, black women and men voted and made it happen. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. certainly, shout out to the blacks.
3: The blacks. Blackity, blackity (laughs) blacks, man. Yes.
2: The Blacks. I the said blacks. the Blacks. The Blackity
3: Blackity Blacks, man. We did, we did our thing. We was on the ground. Yeah. We knocked on doors. We, we did. took people to the polls. We fed people. We did all the things. And man, I think all eyes was on Georgia. And it showed when we collectively put our minds to something, when we want to accomplish something, that we definitely get it done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was thinking, because you know, I think my thought of the day- Thank you. I think uh, probably too much. But my thought of the day is that so many people are saying they still don't know what to do or what the movement is. And I have to ask, with everything that we see happening, if you haven't found a place now, what is it going to take?
3: That's a good question. That's a good thought to have.
2: What is it going to take? If at this point the folks are running up in the Capitol, climbing on the walls. Love The election shows our power and how when we come together, we can actually change politics in this country. And now it's time for us to change policy. So if you did it for the politics, then you could do it for the policy, right? Um, The pandemic has showed, again, that we collectively as a community have so much to do from a health perspective, um, taking care of our elderly. Like there's so much happening. And people are still saying, I don't know.
3: I think, man, I think you know what it is. A lot of people have been jaded by the movement. I, I get that a lot, you know, coming from marginalized communities and projects and communities where poverty stricken, they don't they don't believe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They've been like, oh, we've been marching and we've been doing this. And, oh, we've been doing that. I don't want to vote. I don't, they don't want to do anything because in their mind, prior to this exact moment, mm. They didn't see where their vote count. They didn't mm-hmm. see where their march count. They didn't see where their protest counted. And I think in this moment, right now, we're starting to see levels of change. We're starting to see when we collectively come together as a community with one goal, how it changes. Like we, we actually, as a community, as a people, as a culture, yeah. voted in a president. We they actually, did. we, we changed the trajectory. Like when we look at Georgia, we changed a traditionally red state, into blue. And, and it's not about, you know, what, by, it's, it's not partisan for me, mm-hmm. but it's just understanding that we had an objective. Right. And we understood that we needed this to get what we wanted. We needed to be able to put a Senate in place that was going to be able to give the president that we gave an opportunity, you know, the How? opportunity yeah. to actually in, enact laws and legislation that we need mm-hmm. as black people. So I think a lot of people was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So I think that prior to that moment, a lot of people was, but I think right now, I had an interview yesterday, actually, literally, and I told them, I'm like, you just have to find out what it is that you can contribute. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody doesn't do the thing. You're not going to do be on the front lines with me. You know, you might not be able to contribute five or $10,000 to an organization. You might have $5 that you contribute to one organization that right. does the work every month. You know what I'm saying? You might know how to do social media to where you tweet out something that's going on that we're dealing with or notify us about things. You might be able to find information to notify the leaders who have platforms and have the ears of the people to give them the information. Hey, this is going on. Cause I go on my DMS daily and there's certain people that find information for me. Like I don't, automatically just know what's going on I'm right.
2: like, oh what's going on
3: and they find it like yo did you know about this yeah
2: they send us DMs. and they send the us time. dms yep. all the
3: time so that might be your entry point into mm-hmm. the movement you know what i'm saying some people have some people work every day so they can't come out and be on the front lines but they they utilize they inform somebody else about what's going on then there are people who are able to come out and protest and yeah. utilize their bodies and sacrifice so there's just so many different so ways to this movement,
2: to get involved. and we don't
3: just—we need you to understand that there's definitely a way for you if you Absolutely. really want to.
2: There are so many ways to get involved, and there really just is no excuse. And I think a lot of people use excuses because you know there's fear, um, and there's complacency, and it's just good old laziness, right? Like let's not try to uh go around it. It's good old laziness. Sometimes we see what other folks are doing, and say, it's too hard. And you know what? It is difficult to get up every day, to be committed to a struggle, to have to um, you know, really think about and monitor the things you say, the things you do, the ways you operate in the world, because you don't want to be a hypocrite to what it is that you're working on. Um, and none of us are perfect, right? Because we still constantly find ourselves having to reshape reform come back think about our choices you know it's it's a it is a lot of work but it's also a lot of work to watch people, our people, dying every day. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot of work living in communities uh, where you're, you know, living in in public housing and you walk and stepping over urine and having to walk up steps and you know not having the proper heat and having rodents running through your apartments. It's also a lot of work, you know, to have to boil that water because there's no hot water in the building. Right. It's a lot of work to have to go to a further hospital, um, you know, not be able to go to the one in your community. Because, you know, if you go there with certain problems, you will probably have three more when you leave. So now you've got to travel across town. I mean, it's a lot of work to have to live every day being black and brown in America. And so we might as well figure out how to make most of our efforts be about our progress rather than just sort of accepting things as they are. So that's my thought of the day. Find something. Find if something. If you can't if you if you if you can't find anything yet and you don't see that there is a state of emergency. Emergency. Then I don't know when you ever gonna do well, it. Well listen, man,
3: find something. My, my you know my motto, we don't have the right to do nothing. So yeah. make sure you find something. So you know the streets is talking, they still talking. <laughs> the After about a thousand times and <laughs> a thousand lawsuits being overturned, and no, they finally one hundred times again <laughs> certified. That Biden won the election. That we have a new president. After a thousand times, (laughs) Trump has pulled, Trumpenstein has pulled out every stop once again. I have never
2: in my life, now I've been paying attention to politics for at least 25 years. And never in my life have I seen elections take this type of like time. And like I said, I asked somebody the other day, I think it might have been you and Angelo. I'm like, when you, in the past, when people, we went out and we voted for president or anything else, that night they told you so-and-so is the winner. I, that's what I remember. That's
3: what I remember. This but is a whole new game. This Look, is
2: a thing in two weeks, three weeks, three months, this vote.
3: Yeah, count. I keep trying to tell people <laughs> Trump is running a White House like the mafia. And it's not, it's, not even, it's not even a joke. At this point, we realize the seriousness of it. You know, and he was actually on a, because, and when you listen to the phone call <laughs>
2: right.
3: that he was on with
2: raffensperger anyway. And he was telling them you I need a whole you to find thing. find me some votes. The Secretary of State of Georgia. That's <laughs> the person in charge Secretary of the
3: Secretary of State of Georgia. He said, "Listen, find me some votes. It's only about 11,000. I need you to find me
2: the votes <laughs> that I Yo, need to win. I never in my, never life. In my Yo, life. imagine if Barack Obama would have been on the phone with the Secretary of State, they saying, "Would have
3: pulled that man out in cuffs, about, cuffs." I just the next need day. about
2: eleven thousand five hundred votes. But you see, the thing about Trump mice is that Trump is operating out. He's operating. Trump is
3: hilarious. In, Yo, Trump oper- is the most funniest yet scary. He's person not in the even world. Funny. It's funny. He to is me
2: operating in pure whiteness. His whiteness says that I have authority, entitlement, privilege. It is what white supremacy is all about. And people get really upset with me when I say that because they're like, are you saying that all white people? No. We're not saying all white people behave a certain way. We're saying that-
3: Trump is like boss baby.
2: What we're saying is that the (laughs) idea of whiteness in America, the concept.
3: The The social
2: construct of whiteness in America, it is ingrained in the idea of supremacy. It is. Right? And, And he operates as if he is running or doing a deal for a new apartment building or a new casino. So when he calls the bank, Right and speaks to his homies, other white people who are bank officers, and they need to find money for buildings, you know, money for construction for development. That's what he says. I need another eleven million dollars. Help find me some money. Look through my portfolio and see where we can move things around. That is how he is used to but, operating. But you know what's
3: so crazy, right? And we was having this conversation. Is he is adamant that he won by landslide.
2: A landslide. Like,
3: it's a landslide. It's not, <laughs> I won by a landslide. So if you won by a landslide, why the hell would somebody have to find you a some la- votes?
2: Some votes. Just think
4: they about it. If you won there. by a
3: landslide, we should have to try to find the other person some votes because you won by
2: so much. It just doesn't yeah, make it, sense, None man. of it. It's not supposed to make I, sense, I'm though, glad. because it's not right. It ain't right. And at least the Secretary of State, while on this call, although, let me just tell you, we're not about to uplift any, Any of these individuals, they definitely as in, them. right? Because they, you know, because they have their own history of suppressing the black vote. And there's more that can be done in the state of Georgia and in other places across this nation to protect black people, to protect these elections, and moreover, to challenge this crazy person that is finally out of the White House or on his way out, right? So there's much more that could have been done. And that's why I am not I don't care about the lullabies that Lindsey Graham is singing. I don't care about Mitch McConnell. All these people, all of a sudden, have found their morality. No, it's not Uh, morality. Facebook and, and Twitter have all of a sudden decided they have aided and abetted for four years. Matter of fact, five years, even when this man was running for office, they aided and abetted what we saw happening at the Capitol and where people have died as a result of them not checking oh, this man in the first place. That's, so, a, whole, that's, a, whole that's a whole episode. That's we a whole, whole street episode politician's that. episode. But
3: what's so crazy is that you know that what he's saying has to be far-fetched, right? Because they want to cheat anyway. They've been cheating for they years. They love cheating. But they like... This is so far-fetched. We can't even help you with this. Well, like we, this we gotta we, go. we said, this. please. We, we have said to go please. interview out
2: one of our best yes. sister friends. Yes. But what I want you to know is that it's not that they that it's because he's saying something so far-fetched. It's because they know he's out and they need to save face at this point because they think people are stupid and don't remember but no, the but history what I'm trying of to tell you years. They're trying to act cool now. It's not
3: someone, I hear you saying, they, but the thing is, if they could make sure he stayed in, they would. Mm, they I would. They, they no, know no. he's out because you, they can't do no. There's uh, nothing that they can do. This is
2: a debate. This, is, this is a debate that we can't have, but I would love to have it. I don't think they want him to stay in because the way that Joe Biden acts is as if he is more so their friend then he should be. He's over here talking about these people are not our enemies because okay? Joe Biden so is trying they, to play. They, they... He's
3: trying to play a game of chess, right? Mm. That he thinks he's playing chess, but yeah, at the end of the day, it, it never really wins.
2: Let's come back because you talk can't really
3: negotiate with terrorists. So his his thing is like, I think I'm gonna need them, and I have some relationships with them, and I probably. Ain't gonna do shit for us anyway. But at the end of he the day, he ain't gonna do shit. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. But whatever it is, he's trying to—he's trying to tread this little in the middle thing.
2: Yeah, but not, it, but here, it don't work. I'm pick a, a side.
3: Here. He's surfing like pick this. Pick
2: a side, Joe Biden. Pick a side.
3: Joe ain't picking no and side. And
2: Kamala Harris, if he don't pick the right side, Kamala, we'll holler like, at I said. You I at
3: said I this, this on my Instagram. We done did everything. We got y'all elected. <laughs> we done got y'all to Senate. Black people gonna need something or we, we are on some. your ass.
2: We gonna need something. Jesus,
3: we on you. Before we go to the next segment and
0: have our special guests join, we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in
4: life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those
0: once-in-a-lifetime
4: events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or
0: your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro. More storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with
3: family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers.
4: Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for
2: So we are being joined right now by our homie, our jailmate. She's That's my right. cellmate. She That's was right. um, one of the Louisville 87, which is when I was arrested, 87 of us who sat on the lawn um, at Daniel Cameron's house to demand justice for Breonna Taylor. And um, 65. But then she's also in the 65, which I did it's not participate in. only a few of us. In. That's
3: 87, 65. And
2: we call it the 87, 65 a group of incredible people who have continued, for the most part, to work together um, and continue to organize on behalf of Breonna Taylor. Um, It's a group of individuals that I'm proud to be a part of because a lot of them were folks who had never, ever participated in civil disobedience before. And Portia was actually one of those individuals. And so I'm so happy that my sister, she has now become my sister. And I tell everybody so that people understand how Portia got involved that I called her uh, because we have a mutual friend in Jennifer Williams. Um, I called her and I said, you know, uh, would you be willing to come to participate in civil disobedience with us? I said, you don't have to, but if you can at least come and use your platform to help us uh, get the message out and bring awareness to Breonna Taylor and to us as organizers on the ground, you know, would you do that? And she flew in, spent her own money. Bought her family um, and came out and stood with us and decided at some point throughout the day that, you know what, I'm going to go ahead um, and and break the law um, in order to uh, really, really make people pay attention to Brianna. And so Portia That's Williams right. is our sister, our sister girl, our That's friend. That's right. Um, and she our, our friend. Our partner. Portia's our friend. Partner in the
5: movement. That's right. Hey, Portia. Hey, Portia. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm so glad to be here with y'all. Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) Well, thank
3: you thank you for being, you know, one of those celebrities. You know, you're not a celebrity to me because you like my sister, but to the world, you are a celebrity that is Mm -hmm. willing to make the sacrifice, man. There's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people that from the sidelines say what they would have done or what you should be doing. You're not one of those people, man. And, I, and I've grown to know how authentic you are. You know, you came down to Louisville and you was with us and you was like, what are we doing? And you know, and mm-hmm. you was there every step of the way, man. And and we just want to say thank you for continuing to be authentic.
2: Yeah,
5: that's you. Know, you. I, that's, that's me all, all, all the way. And, you know, I appreciate it for sure. I don't even feel like I deserve any thanks or whatever because to me it's so crazy when I think about it. It's just a matter of doing what I feel I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. like why else? you know, it's a lot of times you have you're you're in certain places in your life and you wonder, you know, why am I giving this opportunity? or like even for me, it's like, wow, I got six million people who follow me on Instagram. What am i what have I been talking about? What is all of this for? What has all of this amounted to, and what was it building up to? And For me, it hit me in that moment. It was for a time like this. Mm. It was for me to come in contact with Tamika. It was for me to find out what she was doing. And until Freedom was being a part of, you all had your entire organization to Kentucky. Um, You have brought so much attention and awareness to, into detail, into Breonna Taylor's story that it made me say, oh my gosh, that is so inspiring. Let me lend this platform that I've been blessed with, you know, this, I've been on here saying so many other things. Why not say Brianna Taylor's name? If it could even bring um, one other official um, and, and bring attention to what's happening to her, if it could help even a little bit, it just felt like a natural duty that I needed to do. You know, it just wasn't even a question. So, for me when I think about it, it's like when I think about celebrities, it's like why not? Think about it. We post everything on Instagram, right? Guys. I mean right. I mean everything you post with your ate, you post your child's birthday, you post your friends, bitch, you post this- if you have a platform and people are listening to you, and it's a time like this where we need to reach people and get all hands on deck and get people involved and get people informed, then that's exactly what I need to be talking about when the camera is on me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I need to be showing when the eyes are watching me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I felt very blessed to be even in contact with you all, and especially to connect with Tanika the way that I did at that time, because you never know. A lot of times, some celebrities, To be honest, the reason why they some of them probably don't really get their hands in and their feet grounded in um, with activists is because you don't really know if you're welcomed or not. Mm -hmm. You don't really know if someone's going to question it or or whatever. But for me, I did not care. I was like, listen, real recognize real in this situation. Mm -hmm. And. If this young lady has been doing this much work and she sees that I can be effective in any way possible, I'm going to do whatever she says. She's my leader Mm -hmm. from today forward, you know? And so I truly trusted the process and I truly have been blessed just by being a part of it and making that step and making that sacrifice. So that's like when I say, like people say, you know, well, thank you for that. It's like, no, I am humble and I am thankful to even be, near what my grandfather and other civil rights activists have had done in the past. So stop
2: right there because we got to talk about that because it's not that you just felt it was the right thing to do. That sounds good, right? I, I love hearing you be so humble and I just felt it was the right thing to do. know, yeah. there's a lineage. First of all, I've seen you out in Atlanta involved in, before Breonna Taylor, involved in protests, involved in, involved in organizing and community work. So yeah. this is not new, maybe on the scale of uh, Breonna Taylor and how international the movement for justice is. Um, however, you have been doing the work locally for a long time. And there's a reason. There's lineage. Your family has been rooted in social justice and civil rights. And we want to hear about that.
5: Yes, that's true. Um, I definitely have been active in Atlanta. My grandfather, Reverend Hosea William, who was an activist, also was a big philanthropist. Mm. And so our family's charity is um, for Hosea. It's been changed for Josea, but it was Hosea Feed the Hunger and Homeless. And i took part in in that part of my family giving back to community so that just kind of over the years of course gave me a heart for the people period Mm -hmm. like anytime anything is going on i just want to be there period um you know when i talk about how inspired i was to do something now it's with this particular platform and in this particular way but you know growing up and having a grandfather like Reverend Jose Williams who was so profound in the movement and the way he was used in the movement is very similar to some of the things that I see that I feel being led to do. He was one of the people who would rile everybody up together and get them just fired up about the cause and organize and get them out there and, and encourage people to be on the front line mm-hmm, and what that purpose exactly. and what that meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he also was on Edmunds tennis bridge, um, you know, on Bloody Sunday. That's right. And, you know, I remember Bloody you, Sunday. I remember you calling out when we were actually on the bridge in Kentucky. You said, this is our Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this is that moment. And I really did feel his spirit um, really just come and center
2: me and comfort me and just make me feel like what I was doing was right. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, Bloody Sunday uh, was directly connected to the right to vote, that civil rights leaders of that time were fighting for the right to vote so your grandfather was a part of that Mm -hmm. and it was
5: actually full circle Mm -hmm. because we actually voted on his birthday Mm -hmm. on my grandfather's birthday so it was it was so crazy that that came full circle like that Mm -hmm. um but yes and it was the sacrifice of them again why were we doing it because we wanted america to see the it's ugliness Mm -hmm. we wanted to see what had been done to this beautiful young queen Brianna Taylor and see them arrest us while we were being peaceful. Mm. And that's the same thing they had done then to show its ugliness to see what we were what was happening to African American people. So it had been in me and I had definitely marched with my grandfather before. Mm. Um, you know, when I was much, much younger. So I have felt the hatred from white supremacy before. And,
3: and that's just it's so crazy, right? When you look at that type of work, because my I myself you know, doing this work, it comes from a place of authenticity. It comes from wanting to do what's right and understanding Black. the that we have a platform, that we have a voice, that we can utilize that. And I constantly go to social media and hear people like, "Oh, you're a fake activist, and this is this is a joke. You're just trying to get people to pay attention, and you just want people with views, and this is not real." And 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 it used to insult me. You know, like I used to feel like, yo, you know how authentic this is for me. You know how much. I sacrifice, you know, how much things that you don't even know that I do for this work that I actually do. So how does that, how do you feel? Do you get those type of attacks? And when you do get that, people questioning the authenticity of what it is you do, like, how do you feel? What do you, what do you think at that moment?
5: Well, when I I really hadn't gotten a lot of that just because of my lineage, just because of the legacy mm. within my family, my all of my aunts marched with my grandfather. Um, you know, my father marched with my grandfather. Wow. So I never had been questioned because of who my family is, but I did get some of that, and it was coming from just the reality world that I am a television personality, right. mm-hmm. and a part of it did hurt my feelings. But then I thought to myself, at the end of the day, even Martin Luther King was questioned. Yeah. not Comparing myself, but he was also questioned by the clergy That's you know it. what are you doing when he was taking a part in direct action it was like oh you put yourself in a position to be arrested let me tell you there is nothing on this earth with me having a daughter with me mm. um having career there, when you walk to those police officers you both of you guys know and you know you risk the same people who have already proven that they can shoot a man in the back seven Mm -hmm. times Mm. and not get convicted when they can prove that they have killed a woman in her home Mm. while she was, while she was in her private sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Okay. They've already proven to do that. They've been proven to kill plenty of us, kill Sandra Bland, while she's in their custody. Mm. So we are walking towards actual known murderers and killers. Mm. There's nothing on this earth that would make me sacrifice this for clown at all. Mm. It's the most realist moment that you will ever come into when you are facing that type of danger and you make the decision that it is worth doing it for someone else's life.
1: Yeah, Anything
5: mm-hmm. that I have ever done. Um, It it was absolutely so that the cameras would see the ugliness of the world. It was absolutely so that people would call Breonna Taylor's name on all platforms. Absolutely so that what I'm doing, my name would be synonymous with it so that she can gain some attention and get some justice. Um, But it was all for the fact that I know what her mother had gone through. Mm. I looked at my mother before I left the house and I cried thinking about if something Could happen to me, and you know what she told me? This is something you have to do. This is your purpose. You ain't asking nobody. This is something that you feel. You are being protected by your ancestors. Go and get it done.
2: When you talk about, you know, your mom looking at you, I remember your mom calling, like, "Okay, now you're arrested." So, because you didn't know, right, that that was Mm going to be. The end result, and your mom was like, "So now, what exactly are we doing? Like, break all of this down for right. me, because people want to know that you're okay." And you know, and I, I appreciate you being there as my sister. But then we watched, and and you know, when my son asked the question, "How does it feel when you, you know, when people attack you and they try their naysayers over our work?" If it was just Breonna Taylor. Maybe they can make the case that, well, you're just trying to get on TV, you know, get mm-hmm. get a, a new storyline. But you right. went right out of that into the election for Warnock and Ossoff. So mm-hmm. you have continued to show over and over again that you get the uh, connection between uh, protests politics. And of course, now we have to do, fight to get policy done. That's something right. we're going to be talking about on street politicians a lot. The three Ps, going from the streets, getting in those ballot in the polls, going right. to you know make sure that we cast our ballots. And then of course, continuing to fight to ensure that policy is actually enacted that helps our communities. What was it like being in Atlanta, helping to, uh, being in Georgia in general, helping to get two people elected to the Senate? Uh, like, just how did you feel when it actually happened and you knew that you had such a major role doing lives with Ossoff, standing with Reverend Warnock, um, you know, all the videos that you put together, you were actually like out there on the ground.
5: Yes, absolutely. Um you know, for me, when, when we, as the numbers were coming in, I, I you know, I was stressed, you know, stressed, <laughs> yes. like, oh my God, you know. And, but then I said, you know what? I got to let go, and let God, you know what I'm saying? And I went on the bed and I woke up and I saw that we had won. And I knew that that, that faith that I had, that hope in people, mm. period. And so for me, you know, when you, when people say activists, they, they like to put people in a box and um i don't i don't mind being put in that box whatsoever but i have a love for people generally mm. i want all of us to have a better quality of life mm. and for me being in the in this position i always try to think about how i could be most effective so i felt like i was effective in helping brianna taylor or even bringing attention to it by saying her name on my platform then i thought about all right well what's the next step you know you got to deal with politics yeah. you got to deal with these policies so even before that, you know, we had to fight to get the DA here in Atlanta That's right. that we you were involved to have. In that. That's so right. involved in that, going to different um, forums. But when it came to Warnock and also, i realized that there was such a gray area there that people did not even really know much about these two men. Mm. Yeah. So I said, "Oh wow, okay. Well, here is where I can be most effective. <laughs> I know I got to run a mouth. in our mouths."
2: I- that's running run our, our
5: mouths. Mouth. listen they, they pay me to do it and listen i'll I'll do it for free as well That's if you he right. can help us and so I decided to put together a PSA and I really Tamika actually was supposed to be a I part were. of it but her flight came in and then we had we I got asked at the last minute to do um, a rally of there right but so we weren't able to have Tamika in this one but we did it for um the presidential race and then I did another one for the for uh the Senate
2: run-off. Senate. Okay. Uh-huh. and
5: it was just so great to be able to look at all their policies when it came to health care, when it came to the gun laws, when it came to all of these different things that directly affect African Americans that we complain about. Why are we dying? Why is this? Why is that? Why don't I have health care? Why um are all these black mothers being, you know, dying in the hospital mm-hmm. and they're not mm-hmm. being cared for properly. Well there's a reason for that. Yeah, you know, for sure. and that is because We need to have doctors who are educated, Who ha- have social skills to deal with African American women? Yeah, um, we need to pinpoint the issue. We need to have someone like a John Alsop whose wife is an ob mm. who can help show him these are the issues that are happening.
3: Listen, you. Let me no tell clinic. you something. you do you do the work. Listen to me. Yeah, Yo. you, you are a historian. <laughs> she knows all, you know all, all <laughs> this yeah. stuff. Yeah, no. Like I'm sitting here. You like <laughs> Martin Luther King? The clergy <laughs> said. I'm like, I, I, most people don't even know none of this <laughs> yeah, stuff, man. No, you she have does. Proving yourself to be so authentic and needed in this work, and your energy—like I can tell you, I can vouch that this is Porsche's energy all day. She has a energy <laughs> that lights up a room, don't matter what. We was getting arrested, and she was standing next to me, smiling like like she knew whatever it is. This is God's plan. That's she it. she put like she said, "Let go and let God." She kept us all. She kept us smiling. We was inside the precinct, locked up, chained together. And she started chants, like this woman Singing, right here is right. she is really serious We're about this spiritual movement. spiritual
5: warfare. That's We're right. spiritual warfare. We have flesh that we are having to deal with when we get weak and we are in these positions to do these dangerous things or even put our jobs on the line, our careers on so the wait, line. So wait, wait,
3: wait, wait, before you finish this, because I want you to end this with this, because this is exactly what I want to know. I want you to give advice to those that don't know what to do. Yeah, because Porsche is a like preacher. Just so y'all you know. cuz you <laughs> so she's a preacher. Cuz <laughs> so she she's can preach in
2: ourselves.
3: She, she, she will definitely preach. So I want you to end this by giving advice. Tell us tell people who might feel helpless, who don't see what's going to happen and don't know what's going to be the next move. We look at what's going on with the Capitol. all these things. I want you to give advice to those people who might feel helpless and don't know mm-hmm. what to do right mm-hmm. now.
5: Well, first, I want to say that you take one step. God is going to lead you the whole way. He Mm -hmm. there anyway. He got his hand on us. He already knew that this was our destiny, that I'd be sitting here talking to you all, that you all would have been doing what you're doing in the community and in politics. Um, All of this is predestined. It was uh, every single gift that I have, every single gift that anyone watching the show has, it's already in you. You just need to access it, activate it, and be a part of what's happening, Mm -hmm. okay? Because everything is laid out. There is a plan for all of our lives. There's no way that Biden and Kamala wasn't going to be president, vice president. John Ossoff was going to win. God already knew that the devil and these white supremacists were going to act a fool over there at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Right? And all of us stayed at home. We safe. We did because we did what we were supposed to do. We went out, we voted, and the devil is mad. It Mm. is what it is. Wow warfare, okay? There's no time in this life that you're going to have change of this magnitude and not have some pain involved, some confusion involved, etc. But all we have to do as Christians is to be focused. That's mm. it. Be focused. We are not of confusion. We have a very direct plan of what we are doing. We have educated ourselves. What happened with Ossoff and Warnock is not by mistake. That is from educated people mm. who had sat at home and they had had enough. And they had prayed and they got out and they activated what was in them to make a better future for their children. So whoever you are, whatever your gift is, whether it is you... I don't know. Maybe you may be a wordsmith and you can write a great letter and do something online. Do that. Whether you can, if you're in a church and you're in a pulpit, you need to speak about politics in the pulpit. That's, that's right. where you That's where it used to come from back in the day with black people. So for me, it's anybody out there, whatever gift you have, you need to use it for we the need, movement. We need and a we, show. Need, we need a whole
3: show. Pastor Portia. We we Pastor got Pastor Portia. Portia.
2: That's what we're going I'm to do. Street
3: Politicians
2: with Pastor Portia. Pastor Portia. I'll be right there with you. What? We know,
3: well, we want to say thank you. Thank we you, love you. Continue to be great. Continue to have that energy. Continue to feel empowered. Because God got us, like you said, God got his hand yes, in everything. Yep. And, and keep, keep letting him use you. We appreciate you. Keep letting use
2: you. And listen, my son said that in the, all day long, you got the same energy. And that's true. But at night, we twerk. Because that's oh, what we like to do. Oh. You that's know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> we still us. We that's still right. us. That's We're right. We got Love right. you, sis. Love you we love so you. much. Thank you so all much for right. coming on with us. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
3: Before we go to the next segment and have our special
0: guest join, We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top, like father, like son? Power Book 2, Ghosts, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
4: In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC.
3: Pastor Portia was
2: out here <laughs> preaching. Pastor just now. Portia. That's my girl, though. Portia um, has, you know, really turned out to be a good friend. Especially to Yandy and me, and we just we vibe. And I listen. I don't. I don't really watch the show. It's been a while since I was really into the shows. I don't really watch Love and Hip Hop, and Yandy's on it. You know, that's one of my best friends, my sister. I don't really watch the Housewives um, because we move around so much. I can never keep up with the schedule. So it's one of those things where I have to catch it on a, a Sunday when I'm just binging. But in terms of the relationship that we have. I have see, I have learned and felt nothing but authenticity from Portia, um, from Yandy, in terms of the movement and their sisterhood to me, and also, um, you know, they just cool. We just have a good time loving up on one another.
3: And, speak, and speaking of sisterhood, I've I felt brotherhood from the brother that we about to come. In. This is my the brother. Brethren. I just want to introduce none other, he's, he's, my brother. Trade the Truth.
2: Trade the Truth. He's also bro, my my son, Police. I have to call him when you get on my nerves. And yeah, he's he the only people that can call and me and be like, bro, bro,
3: bro, bro, bro. <laughs> I, I need you to calm down right now.
2: But Trey, it's good to see you, brother. We love you so much. Yes,
3: sir.
6: Yes, sir. I don't even feel I'm supposed to be on this show. We family, but hey. Yeah, that's yeah. what the yeah. thing is. Yeah.
3: This is the opportunity just to give flowers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you said you don't believe you need to be here. We have our platform and we just want to make sure that we give you your flowers and say, man, that you are a phenomenal human being and a brother, phenomenal man. And we human and being. We, tr- we truly appreciate you, man.
6: Appreciate you, but back at you, because you know the thing is, man, we all feed off each other. So just as well as times I may want to spaz or, or give up for the public to know y'all do the same thing with me. And for the record, I tell everybody, I'm the long lost stepchild until freedom. <laughs> oh, you know. You ain't no step They know when you think of them, you are gonna think of me, but. We just feed off each other, man. And that's how that's how we we learn and we build.
2: Before knowing you as a family member, I knew your work and I used to admire on social media, those galoshes and, and just your efforts really being like, because some of us say we on the front line, but it's a different type of front line when you're out there in the water with the snakes moving around and the Alligators. Alligators, like I've seen you out there mm-hmm. with some crazy things, literally moving cars physically with other men uh, and women who are out there with you. What made you start the Relief Gang? How long has it been in existence, and what's the what's the goal of your organization?
6: Um. So the the actual organization is Angel by Nature, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Meaning for ABN because you know the real meaning of ABN is more on the street side, so yeah. everybody wanted to be part of it. So I had to find a chapter in that that people could be um part of. So I, I started the non profit Angel by Nature relief Gang really started heavily during Harvey. But the crazy thing about Hurricane that Harvey, people, yeah, Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. So everybody who in Texas already knew me knew me for doing this work, period. It just what happened is. During Harvey, you know, social media is the, the easiest way to, to spread the word across the world. So it was just a different type of magnifying glass. Cause I've been doing this. If you look back at Hurricane Ikes and, and the hurricanes that have been eight to 10 years ago, you'll see pictures of me still out there doing the exact same thing. I think now it's just a way that the world could see it up close and feel like more personal with it. So. During Harvey is when it really started just explode.
3: It's dope, man. Watching you work, you know, being a hip hop artist myself and making a transition. And and the first question a lot of people ask me is like, what What made you transition from hip hop to doing this this kind of work? Like, what What was the moment? What was the thought process that made you just transition?
6: I don't think I fully transitioned yet, mm. man. I argue with people all the time. Me they too. Be like- they they be like this is your call and I get pissed because it's like hey don't because we don't still wrap our ass off I mean yeah something. we yeah. still wrap yeah. our
3: we got a whole project like, like me and Trey got a whole project that's about to drop that we did literally in two days and
2: I was acting yeah. like y'all can rap no
3: we was I rapping our that. ass. <laughs> Trey y'all said was acting like listen to me we said look we need to do a project we out here on this front line we need to report some of the stuff the emotions we dealing yeah. with literally coming from marching for Breonna Taylor on the front line. Um, in the community, in the square with the people, to write to the studio.
6: The album is historical for a number of reasons. One, we living in Kentucky in the midst of what we going through. That's right. And we did that album right on that turf, on that land, in that atmosphere, everything that we was going through.
1: Mm Yeah. And
6: then another thing, I gotta commend. So I gotta commend our sisters. You know, me and my son, we men, but even with Tamika and Linda, just the fact that they be willing to. To jump on the front line as much as they they do is just like you know, as a brother, I just be proud, man, because they prepared to go to war at any time, just like us, you know, just like us, man. Yeah. So we yeah. definitely. But got that's him. what make that's what makes us as a whole a important fan, even with Angelo. That's and right. And every time I'll be honest with you, I'll be wanting to kick my son's ass. I, I don't even know I'm supposed to cuss because I'd be like, bro, nah, cuss, you're good cuss, you could know, cuss this. It's
2: that kind of show.
6: <laughs> Look, bro, we got to go to gym, but I'm not gonna leave him. So it's like. If he go, we all go. That's it. it. Yeah. I, I ain't tripping. It is what it is. It's, it's all part of sacrificing for what you believe in and love. You know?
2: Yeah. How can people support support the
6: yeah, man, and we Well,
2: support it. ABN?
6: Um. Well, I always tell them they can always go to angelbynature.com. It's a um. That's the website for the nonprofit, and they can donate there. Sometimes I just be doing stuff on the fling, so I may post my cash app.
2: What's your cash app?
6: My cash app is I am Trey A-B-N.
2: I I am Trey. I am dollar
6: sign, I am. I-A-M. Yeah, dollar sign I-A-M-T-R-A-E-A-B-N.
2: Yeah. And you can go right. to angels. No, say it again. Angel Angel by by nature.com. By nature. By nature. By nature. Nature. That's right. Mm-hmm. To yes, support angelsbynature.com or I am Trey ABN on Cash App. Send the brother $5, $10, $500, $5,000, $500. It's to get it directly definitely to, gonna go to Mama, sue now.
3: We love you, Trey. The album drops soon. We, we you said we yeah, gonna drop definitely it.
6: So, if you scared, stay inside. Me and my son, it's, it's definitely fourteen tracks. Y'all will love it. Of course, Tamika right. on there That's and others. Right, you we know, gonna do our do, man. All right, All right, bro.
3: Love
2: you, man. Love you.
3: Peace right. out. Talk to you later. What's
6: up? That's our brother, Trey. That's our brother, Trey. Listen, man. When,
3: when you, when, when you look at how authentic this, this brother is. And then we talk about Porsche, like it's so many ways that we you could can do shows you. just with
2: our people. We could.
3: And this is our brother. And that's what I think we started the show for. I think that's why we started Until Freedom is because we understood that there's a way that we have to connect with our people.
2: And give space to give those space doing the to real those, work. Exactly. Like we know for sure that Trey is doing work that most people I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going in the water with I'm not going in the water with snakes. I'm not getting ready to be helping move cars off of folks. I can't do it. That's just not what I do. And there's people that'll say, I'm not going to get arrested um, and go inside a dirty jail that's COVID infected. I'm not, you know, people just ain't going to do certain Certain things." things. But then there are some of us who have been called to do it and Trey is one of those people who's been, been called, called to do what he does and man, thank God for him. And he's got the most we didn't get a chance to talk about everything. Like you said, we got kids, to circle back. His daughter, his beautiful,
3: beautiful daughter. children. Oh, his daughter
2: just he's, makes me. He's back. such an amazing dad. Definitely amazing And dad. just an amazing. He's my big teddy bear, I always say that. Uh, but you know he I don't doesn't know like about no
3: teddy bear, You yeah. know
2: he don't he doesn't like when we say
3: yeah, he don't like sensitive. the soft stuff. He uh, don't our, want nothing soft. How
2: sweet Teddy be. Yeah, like, I'm talking not sensitive. about no man. No man want to hear all that But stuff. that's sweet. Because he's still say a hardcore dude.
3: He don't want to hear it on the show to the world. Like, if you man, said it to him, please. he going to smile. Be he be he gonna... Anyway, I mean. that brings me to my I don't get it. You know, when you-, you
5: don't
2: get why I
5: not
3: say No, no. I don't get that either. That could be a whole thing. Because I really don't get why you come on TV and call that man grown. Tough man, today. He don't want. He don't want. But he what do you want mean? No what man. With,
2: what is wrong with men that is such yeah, it's such an issue? Nothing wrong. It's to cool. be to be acknowledged for being sensitive and loving and yeah. caring. There's do, nothing yo, wrong with me. that, have and then, no then you problem. still you still a big dude. You still a man, man.
3: Yeah, we just don't want it to be to the public. It's sad. It's cool for you to call soft and all He's that stuff. He's not soft. No, I'm saying soft teddy bear Special. and sensitive and all of that, whatever the stuff you call Sweet. you can say that Time. to a man off the camera, to yourself in the room. Woman, it's cool. Just don't say it on camera. Anyway, what I don't get right is problem. when you can see people like Porsche, people like even us, you know, people like Trey, and say that when you do this type of work, this frontline work, this community work, that is in any way clout chasing. Like, in any way that you're doing it for anything other than actually helping people. When you actually helping people, like, you see the results. When you look and you see the work that we're doing on the front lines and you see the amount of resources we've, you know, we've given to people, the amount of attention that we bring to certain cases, you know, the amount of time that we take away from our families, the things that we sacrifice, when you look and you see brothers like Trey, and then you go to social media, and people are like, oh, you clout chasing. When you see Portia willing to sacrifice her freedom and not know what's going to happen when you get in that jail cell, not know if she's going to make it outside of the police car, because a lot of people don't even make Freddie Gray didn't even make it outside the Out police. The man, so, right. when you when you make a conscious decision that you're willing to make sacrifices that you know that most people wouldn't, and people have the Nerve the unmitigated gall to call it cloud chasing or to say that you're doing something so people could yeah, I want people to pay attention. Mm-hmm. we're definitely doing this so Absolutely. people can pay attention, but the cloud chasing shit to me is just like it's it's insult it's an insult to you, it ain't to me because what happens is for you to think that I'm cloud chasing, you don't even know what cloud chasing is, you don't even know what this work entails, you don't even know what brother you know our forefathers like Martin Luther King, what they they would they decided that they were going to civilly disobedient. Be, be, be civilly, civilly disobedient. disobedient. Yeah. And when they yeah. made those decisions and what it was called for, so when we we move in the tradition of our ancestors, when we move in the rhythm of our heart to actually do something that is authentic, that we feel like is going to help people. And you call a clout chasing, is 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 this disrespectful, man? It's so disrespectful to me I don't and it's think confusing
2: it's at all. It is, you man, know because
3: what, I think it is?
2: what is it? I think that's right. If that's what you say I'm being as a clout chaser, but it's then just bring on the clout and you let me chase it, it. Because you know what? We it, trying to fight ignorance and argue about everything that people say. Whatever. Call me a clout chaser. This what what am I? What's my things? I, I'm a cloud chaser. I'm uh, paid for by the Democrats. Um, what else? I think that I'm. I'm. A fa- I think I'm in fashion. Um, uh, what is it? I want attention. Uh, I mean, it's so much thing. So you know what? How about this? take it all. Yes, that's who I am and now, do and now and now. Will it. you get out there in front of me? Because cuz guess what? If I'm all of these things but yet and still in the spaces that require somebody to stand up and speak out, I'm standing in you are not. What are you? I don't know.
3: That's a word there. Yeah.
2: So if I'm a clout chaser and we you do nothing, need you then and
3: what are you? Pastor Portia me and to Pastor have a church. Portia.
2: We know we we had one. You don't understand. Oh yeah. And that's so I, you, know you know what? We
3: can actually hear y'all through the vents. When we were singing. And y'all was in there singing. It was amazing. Like, we was in the it other took a cell. Lot. So, in the Louisville jail, the cells is right next to each other. So, the vents, you can actually literally hear what's going on in the next cell. We heard y'all in there singing and clapping. And we was in there dancing to y'all singing. We heard
2: y'all singing, too. You know what? You guys got me through, specifically. You know I have claustrophobia. Um, And every time I get in a police van, it's a real tough situation. And I'm not going to lie because we don't hate law enforcement and we need to be honest. Whenever I say to an officer, especially they know... When they're arresting us most times that we haven't committed any heinous crime, mm-hmm. or you know, it's not like uh there is this level of, of, of tension between us at that moment. Most of the time, the officers that may have been there as the first responders, who are definitely much more volatile, they're usually replaced with officers who will arrest us with a little bit more compassion. They try to deal with us a little differently. And so when I say to them I'm claustrophobic, they mo they almost always. Will allow me to at least get in a spot where I could get some air. They almost always do that, and I have to say it because I wouldn't be being honest if I did not acknowledge that that does happen. Nonetheless, I have no business being in the back of a van anyway, having to fight for Brianna Taylor with claustrophobia is just something that we should never have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were in this last van, Louisville, Kentucky is a whole different ball game. Being in this last van with the 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 divider between, I've been in those before, but this is much smaller. New York's van that has the divider, it has a little more space. In this van, the wall is on your knees, period. Thanks. There is nowhere to move. No. The wall is on your knee. The wall is on your knees, in between. And there are people on one side and people on the other. And they stack everyone in, and they close not one door, but two. They close the first door, and then they close the outside, outside gates, which is like van doors. So there's two layers to how they have you box in to this vehicle. It is hot. In Louisville, Kentucky, when we were arrested, it was probably 150 T- degrees. T- I don't know how y'all made it T- on y'all side, because except- it was men, big men.
3: Yo, listen to me. We barely made it. Bro. I know. No, finish your story because that's how we made it.
2: No. So then Reverend Stephen Green and others who are pastors. It's Reverend Stephen Green is a, is a pastor. Um, And there were others in there who know the good songs, the good old go down, tell Moses, let my people go songs. Y'all started singing. And Portia and Yandy think they can sing too. And so the whole van erupted in song um you know and in 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 spiritual songs i was about to fall out like i was on i was in the moment and, and angelo talks about that too yeah, he was about um our to partner at until freedom attorney angelo Pinto, that he was on he was in the moment when the sweat began to pour the tears started rolling he was we were about to have a panic attack and fall out and that music that music, those songs, those words that our grandparents and our ancestors sung in, when they were in the worst of conditions, when they were in the field and they knew that today Master's in a bad mood and he might come and kill us. I believe that those songs might have helped to keep Master sometime from harming people. It literally came over me and my spirit changed and I began... I began to cry. Oh, I could cry right now. I began to cry saying, "Lord, I know I'm supposed to be where I am." Amen. Lord, please carry me. Like I I know you got me and I I was I was pre- I was preaching to myself. In that moment, because I didn't know, and, I, and the worst thing I did was I looked to the side and I saw that in the front of the van, there's a, a a barrier and there's two seats inside of a little hole and there were two women in there and I could see the young lady in there crying. And I was like, we're not going to make it. By the time we got to the next location, I was completely drenched with tears and sweat, but my heart was so full that we found a way, like our people have been doing for so many years, to get through the worst experience of my life.
3: And on that note, I think we should go on to end this show, man. You you closed that out beautifully, man. Those moments right there are what defined you. Mm-hmm. All of those people who are fighting and people don't believe what you fight for, mm-hmm. people who question the authenticity Despite all of that, you continue to move on, mm. continue to do what you're supposed to do. So my motto is we don't have the right to do nothing. Mm. So we may not always be right. <laughs> Tamika might not always be wrong. <laughs> but I promise you, we will always be
2: always. authentic. Yeah. Peace. So- That's how we it. Own-